Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. My guest today is James Dell, who some of you guys... My old timers will remember from way back in episode eight. Episode eight, you are a single digit episode, James Dell. Where's my plaque? Yeah, I should get, I should have brought you one actually. Um, episode eight was all about party messes. James is back. He actually, he moved to Vegas and then he came back. So now he has like even a deeper understanding of party messes, I think. Um, and so we've got some more party messes to talk about. I'm so happy to have you here. Hey, James, welcome back. It is so good to be back. It's um, good to be back in New York. It's good to be back to y- your new studio. Is I love the new digs. It's great, there's, right? There's a water cooler now and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I it's know. Great. We've this got, is killer. We've got liquids here. It's amazing. Amazing. Actually, speaking of the new digs, you guys, um, I want to give um, a huge, huge, huge shout out and thanks to the team at Acast. Yesterday, we're recording this on Thursday, October 19th. Yesterday, October 18th was my one-year ACAST anniversary. Yeah, um, happy yeah. anniversary. And, and um, I can't believe it's been a whole year since I've been producing this show with the team at ACAST. I'm so grateful to them. They they bought me um, a card and some and some beautiful macarons, and then they made me cry <laughs> because, of course, I cry over everything. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much to the whole, whole team here. Um, coming here every Thursday and seeing them has just been a joy, and I have had so much fun relaunching the show and I know I have like so much faith in what it can be and next year is going to be amazing. I'm going to tease a little something that if you guys follow me on Twitter you saw um, and obviously I'll have um, more concrete information about this in the upcoming weeks but I'm going to be doing a live podcast in January, January 11th. Um, it's going to be at Gizmodo Media Group's office, which is a really, really cool space. It feels like the right space for me to be doing this um, since the podcast runs on Deadspin and I've got a weekly column on Lifehacker and I also have some other news to share. Um, I mentioned this to my patrons, um, but I didn't didn't announce it far and wide until it really happened. But um, you guys, I had been teasing you that I had when I left Esquire that I had some some things up my sleeves in addition to Deadspin and in addition to Lifehacker. And indeed, I have had something up my sleeve and finally started last week. My very first column, Ask a Clean Person for Jalopnik, started running. Yay! So you guys know, um, because obviously they're frequent guests on the show, that I, I love Team Jalopnik so much and I love the site and I love cars. And um, so we have decided that we're going to do a once a month uh, Ask a Clean Person for Jalopnik. So... Um, last week's column was the first one. 
Uh, and that was all about a massive olive oil spill in a, on a car seat uh, and what one would do about that. How's that even uh, happen? Uh, a, a bottle shattered. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. That'll do. Um, and for next month, I actually already know. I'm not going to tell you because I want to save it as a surprise, but I already know what I'm going to be writing about for next month. I got a great question recently, um, and it's just been fun. So please, please, please go check out Ask a Clean Person on Jalopnik. Um and just generally check out Jalopnik. Make sure you watch Car vs. America. We watched the premiere last night all together as a team, and it was great. It was really good. It was really I good. Was, yeah, I, James watched it too. Not not to like, I, not that I didn't expect it to be awesome, but you never expect bloggers to translate to TV like that. It, I know, it and was they were actually really great. And they were really great. They were really really great. So you guys, we should we should say that the the reason that James Dell is talking about all of these people like he knows them is because he does know them. James and I actually realized we've known each other for ten years. Um, he used to. Be, I what was your title at Gawker? I had so many titles you at had Gawker. Every title. I, I started as like an ad ops associate, <laughs> which basically meant just putting banners on the page back in like two thousand eight. Uh, and then when I left, I was the uh, executive director of studio at Gawker and also had a stint as the head of programming. Right. Which yeah. that, that was like. James know. threw all the parties. Yeah. It's, that, it, that's what it was, <laughs> effectively. I was the guy who bought the beer and invited all the people for yeah, parties. And exactly. Stuff, so James threw all the Gawker parties. And, um, and you know, he and I have known each other for forever and ever and ever. And so. Um, it's just, it's always fun to see him because it's like really, truly going down memory lane. And now that I'm really back at GMG, even though it's not Gawker Media Group, it's Gizmodo Media Group, it's, you know, it's the same group of sites, really. Um, Bunch of the same people. And a, and a lot of the same people, Bunch yeah. Bunch of the same and drama. That's, that's, yeah, well, yeah that, that's for sure. Uh, let's just move right along from the drama, huh? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> before we get into today's episode all about party messes, uh, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. Cool rewards, like you get to hear my, my work news before everybody else gets to hear my work news because the patrons knew about Jalopnik. Um, if you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash ask a clean person to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. And speaking of patrons, I do have some new patrons to thank this week. Um, but actually, you know, I got a lot of $5 patrons this week, which was, was especially exciting for me. Nice. Because um, it's like the second tier. Um, all right. So big, big thank you goes out to Aaron O'Brien, Katie Claren, Zachary Colin. Hey, Zach. You get a special shout out. Zach's one of my uh, Deadspin readers. He was my date to the Deadspin Awards last year. So I know him IRL. Did you know him before he was no, a Deadspin No, I just gave him, my pl- I gave him my plus one to the Deadspin Awards last year because he really wanted to go. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and you, I mean, you know, I'm like that. I, like, I, you, you did start in the comments, right? Yeah, so yes, I did. Well, I guess you got to look out for yeah, new commenters. Yeah, and I always say that. You know, I'm I'm so open about how I how I started out. So yeah, of course, like that's and actually, Zach had emailed me a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Does it ever get tiring responding to the commenters? Because you're always so good about responding to everyone." And I was like, "No, it doesn't." And also, part of the reason I do it was because I like remember how great that was when a writer would actually take the time to respond to you and it's it's hard you can't expect that of every writer but like and you can't expect good commenters of every commenter well i mean that's the other thing i don't respond to everyone <laughs> i gray a lot of people honestly <laughs> let's, let's let's get real here all right so i got two more thank yous hannah howard thank you hannah 
And a very, very special thank you to Jen O'Bear. Jen um, was one of the patrons who upped her um, her pledge to have me tell my funny stories. So she, I had sent her a reminder to like bring it back down to a normal level. Um, and she sure did. And here's what she did. She pledged $6.90. Thank you, Jen. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have a, I have a lot of those. That's just become a thing. They pledge six ninety or uh, four twenty. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> they know were you, me. Were, were you about to explain the joke? Or? No, they know the joke. <laughs> they know the joke. They know the joke. Um, all right. So we have, as I told you guys, so we're going to do um, another party episode. The first episode that James joined me for, which you guys should really go back and listen to. It's episode eight. Uh, we talked a lot about Jello shots, and I actually have a follow up for you that you don't even know yet about the the our Jello shot mystery discovery um, that you're going to be really really excited about. I can't um, wait. Before we can get to that, I saved the best for last. That'll be the last thing we do. Um, J- so James is a Burning Man person. I, a burner as well. Is uh, a burner. That's what we I, call it. I feel like I'm too old to say that. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not I do too. Cool it's, it's fine. I, listen, I hate self identifying that way, but. <laughs> But that it is. is what they call That's us, the, yeah. yeah. Okay. So James is a burner. Um, and right after he came back from Burning Man, I was like, you got to come back on the show. First of all, like we got to catch up. It's been forever. And I was like, we got to talk Burning Man stuff. And indeed, I did get a Burning Man question. I don't get a lot of them, um, which always surprises me given my audience. I don't, those people, I, we don't particularly care about cleanliness i mean no, you're, no, no. you're living it's, in the dust for a week well so. no no but that's the thing it's not that you care about cleanliness it's that you're living in the dust for a week and then you got to clean the dust off that's why and, right and my audience is kind of a bird i don't know it, it's i they're don't know hip, they're cool is yeah that yeah i mean for a cleaning show yeah <laughs> uh i mean it runs on deadspin you know yeah. um so the thing is i actually i am like really fascinated by burning man and i i would like love 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 to experience but i also am realistic about the fact that i am me and i would probably not be able to handle it you would i think you would do well I might. I mean, I, it's all about how you do it, right? You know, there are people who do it where they like build their own tent, uh, you know, out of sticks and, and cloth. And right. then there are people who show up in RVs and take showers every day. Right. So, I think I could handle the RV. Yeah. I, I think I, I could handle I, that's it. That's what I did the first year. It was yeah. like a good kind of easing in. Yeah. How many years have you gone? Uh, three years. Okay. All three consecutive three, years? Three consecutive. And okay. every single year, I always say I'm never going back. And then you go and then I wind up going back. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Good. All right. So I've got um I've got a question that came to me on Twitter. Um, I will I'm going to embed the end of this tweet into my Deadspin post because I want you guys to see the before and after of these sneakers. Um, so Hayes Cowan tweeted at me at Julie Care. Any ideas on cleaning playa dust from sneakers and shorts? And um. Basically, the thing about playa dust is it's not so hard to clean off of your like clothes and stuff like that. It's just that you don't want to put the, that stuff directly into your washing machine because the dust is going to jack up your washer. Yeah, it's it's expensive. Right. So so you want you basically need to like do a very thorough rinse of whatever it is that needs to be cleaned to remove the dust. Then you wash it. Um, do you do you know what you're supposed to rinse it in? I mean, it kind of depends on what, on like what the item is. Basically, is there? Do you have a there, secret? There, there is a secret. Okay, tell us the secret. Yeah. So, playa dust uh, is is it's um, it's kind of acidic, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, what you want to use is 
or, or sorry, it's it's the opposite of acidic. Basic? It's alkaline. Alkaline, yes, yeah. basic. Right. Uh, so because it's uh, alkaline, you want to use a an acid, an acid. to kind of like break it down and wash it off. So mm-hmm. if you just stick it in vine- anything, in vinegar, and <sighs> even my favorite answer in the whole world. Yeah, stick it in vinegar. They'll even they'll even say if you have to throw so if you can't get all the dust out of something and you're throwing it in the wash, throw some vinegar in with the detergent that you're using mm-hmm. and it'll totally uh, it'll annihilate annihilate the dust, the dust yeah. and yeah. make it less like gunky. Yeah, interesting. There you go. Um, so yeah, so I actually I just said just like so throw it in the in the kitchen sink and and soak or hose it all off. Um, and, but, so you don't kill your or machines. You, but actually, that's even better. Or like, you can do what them. I do, with, which is just like I leave all of my Burning Man stuff in a sealed container. Uh-huh. Because I know if I go back the next year, it's just going to get dusty again. Yeah, that and works too. And it just, uh, at this point, I've given up on trying to, that makes sense. to clean that stuff. Yeah, so. makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that that was basically it. Um. The... So I'll, I'll embed the response tweet from Hayes into the Deadspin post so you can see it. But the... I, I assume it's a he. Hayes seems like a, it may be a woman. I don't know. Um, uh, the sneakers, there was a photo of the sneakers covered in dust. The after photo made my jaw drop because I didn't, I thought the sneakers were white sneakers. They were not. They were black and navy. <laughs> That's how yep. covered they were. Sounds about but, right. But they, but they came totally clean. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll share that so you guys can have the satisfaction of seeing the uh, the before and after of this. All right, so we have um, moving moving away from our Burning Man stuff. Did, what, did you have any major messes at Burning Man this year? I mean, every year Everything is, a, is mess, a mess, right? So, you know, you get dust storms you have to deal with. If it rains, things get super muddy. Ooh. Was um, this the year that it was muddy or was that last year? That was, uh, I think that was four years ago. It didn't, it hasn't rained bad while I've been there. Um, God, really? Yeah, I think it was four years ago. It got super, super messed up. Um, but you know, you never know, so you kind of have to prepare for all of these inevitable. And you know, things spill. You, I, my big mess was actually glass. Ooh, which like you should not bring. Like Burning Man pro tip: don't bring any glass things that can break. But we had these light things that were hanging up, uh-huh. and uh, there was a dust storm that blew in. It got super windy really fast. We tried to secure everything down. And one of the glass bulbs kind of exploded. And, Yikes. you know, you're not supposed to walk around barefoot out there because it's not great for your feet. But, like... People do. People do. Yeah. And, like, you don't want shards of glass lying around. So, right. I have uh, a tip for that. Do, yeah, please, share. I actually have I, two weird tips for it. I just kind of, like, crawled around on the floor and was looking for anything shiny. But... I mean, that sounds kind of fun, actually. It was I mean, a terrible use the, of my afternoon. If you're on but, the right, but if you're on the right drugs. That's like, true. That, yeah. You can, you can, <laughs> I mean, you can make a whole man. thing out yeah. of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so here are the two tips. They're weird. One is to use um, sliced bread. And oh. the other is to use um, to take a potato and cut it in half and use the cut side of the potato. That will pick up shards. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. A weird thing. So now you'll know for yeah, next year if that happens I was just cutting my again. hand open. Yeah, but, don't, you know, don't do that. Whatever. Don't do that. That works. Um, all right. Well, that was a good one because I got to share that kind of weird tip. Um, all right. Let me have you read um, this question from Ingrid. It's a, It's actually, it's a, she sent it to, it's not even so much a question as it's a story that she wanted to share. I recently did an episode about um indigo dye with dark dark clothing and and indigo dye um and i mentioned that when i first started ask a clean person on the hairpin 
there was a question from a girl who had been involved in like a hot and heavy makeout sesh on her cream colored carpet wearing indigo jeans and the dye got all over the carpet. Nice. And so I was like, you know, this is basically like what you would do to, to clean this up. But also like, please keep rolling around on the carpet and you're in to be a hussy. Like I'm a pro shameless hussy. Amen. Yeah. Um, so this this story from Ingrid is it p- picks up on that. All right. Well, so Ingrid writes, uh, when you told the story about the girl making out in her jeans on the white carpet, it reminded me of this party I went to in college. I believe the theme was space prom. Emma said space porn. <laughs> Which, would have been, Which also works. Also could have been a college party theme. <laughs> where I saw two girls making out against the wall. Maybe it was a space-born party. Uh, when I first saw them, I was like, looks like fun, right on. But they just stayed there all night grinding up against the wall and making out. Good for them. Except that the gal against the wall was wearing jeans and left a big butt mark on the wall <laughs> from essentially grinding her <laughs> hips on it for literally hours. I don't know how they got it off. I often wished I had a magic eraser uh, when I walked by that wall, but I imagine they just painted over it. That's probably what I would have done. Or just leave it as like a as like a, a badge of honor, you know, like <laughs> put a frame around it. Uh, maybe that girl should have maybe that girl should have worn an old polyester Halloween costume doused in glitter like I did. But who am I to judge? <laughs> That's right. That's right, Ingrid. I love this whole thing. I just like the idea of like the sensual grinding. That girl's tailbone must have hurt so badly the next day. I mean, dry humping is always... Uh, I mean, everything hurts the next day yeah, after it, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a contact sport. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, so I have I I pulled this just because like one, it was a really funny follow up, and and that episode about about the indigo dye was a really fun one. I wanted to be able to reference it, um, but I actually wanted to say that basically a magic eraser would would have done the trick of taking that up. Like you don't need to go and repaint; you just buy a magic eraser. What, what are a magic eraser? I don't fully understand how they work. They They're, seem ma- almost by magic. Magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you know, actually, I have to. I do know how they work and I'm going to tell you but I though the day when I finally had to like do the deep dive for work purposes and find out what they were was a really disappointing day for me because I wanted to continue to believe that they're magic I mean that's what they're selling yeah um, so I tell people they're made of magic. They're not made of magic, unfortunately. It makes me sad. It makes me especially sad to say that in October the most magical <laughs> magical month um, they are made of melamine foam Oh and, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, naturally, as as one. Should have thought of that. And um and it functions um it it functions a bit like very 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 fine sandpaper, which I always say to people because it's a good way to remember that you do always want to test it because it can cause damage. It can it can fix problems, but it also can cause problems. So you always want to test a magic eraser out in an inconspicuous spot before you go like full, you know, scouring on it. And the way that they are used, and this actually trips people up a lot too, you're actually meant to wet them. And then you squeeze them out so that they're not dripping. And then you rub it up against the wall. And it really does work just like like an eraser does. But also if you think about an eraser... Um, an eraser takes a little bit of the surface of the paper off, right. but also it cr- the eraser itself disintegrates, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the magic eraser disintegrates as it's used. No so kidding. you should expect that to happen. That's normal. Yeah, but they really do work. They really are amazing. That would totally be the thing that would take this off the wall. What about the glitter? I, I'm going to get to the glitter, yeah, actually. I, 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 that, that's where I thought we were going with this thing yeah. at first. But. Um, so I picked this on purpose because... The, well, I'll say the other thing I want to just mention about wall stains. So partly I picked this question... Because it was funny and it was a good story, but also because it was going to give me a jumping off point to talk about some kind of common party messes as we are heading into 
Halloween and then all of the the big holiday, the religious holidays, the American Thanksgiving, all of that, New Year's. Um, and then even beyond, I mean, January doesn't have so, so much, but then in February we have Valentine's Day. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember this. I actually just tweeted about it um, the other day when, um, well, just about a year ago, actually, um, I did a whole episode about wax and I talked about wax season, which is a thing I completely made up. What is that? Um, wax season is a, is a period of four months that I defined as starting on October 15th and going through February 15th when we have a lot of occasions that call for wax. So Halloween with like the candles and the pumpkins mm, and then Thanksgiving where people oftentimes set out tapers on like a nicely set Thanksgiving table. Um, and then obviously when you get into Christmas and Hanukkah you're ta- and, and Kwanzaa, you're talking about canaras, menorahs, you know, uh, many, many Christian traditions use candles, candles. around um, around Christmas time. Um, and a lot of incense too. I remember lessons and carols always that in high school, they're always setting off the fire alarms with the incense thing. I didn't <laughs> like, go to Catholic school. I, I didn't. I actually went to Episcopal. I'm Catholic, but I went to Episcopalian school. That's so funny. Actually, I, I just lied. I did go to Catholic school for two years, but I'm Episcopalian. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. We're like opposites. We're total opposites, yeah, but so I, I think they got rid of the incense by yeah. the time I got there. Um, you know, no, we had it. Um, so yeah, and then January there isn't so much um, in terms of the waxy stuff, but obviously then you get into uh, Valentine's Day with the romantical candles and all that stuff. So wax season thing I totally made up. Why not? It yeah. makes sense, right? October fifteenth through February fifteenth. Here we are. <laughs> We're in wax season, um, but wax season also coincides with a lot of parties. I mean, this is this is kind of we're it's time to go. We're getting we're gearing up for party time, um, and so I wanted to talk generally about you know some party messes that you might encounter. One thing to mention since I since I just to loop back to the stains on the wall. Yeah. Um, since I mentioned that the magic eraser is a thing you need to test out, if you do test it out and find that it causes a little damage and you need something else to use um rubbing alcohol is great and just like plain old diluted dish soap like soapy water and like a washcloth is a great tool i find for washing things off walls because it's just about the right size right um so that's that's your um your wall stuff now let's talk about glitter please let's talk about glitter this is a (sighs) so as i'm curious about this because i it's i mean it gets everywhere it's like herpes you cannot get rid of it the I forget who the comedian is who who coined that. That the, Stri- the stripper herpes, the yeah. herpes of the craft worlds. Um, <laughs> is glitter, is glitter. I forget who it was. Someone will someone will remember. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. So as as my longtime listeners know, <clears throat> I have a real love hate relationship with glitter because on the one hand I'm a, the clean person. On the other hand, I'm I'm Jolie Care and I am Italian and I'm Indian and also I'm just like I'm Jolie Care. I'm flashy and I love I'm got glit- I got glitter on my fingernails she, right she now. She does. She is glittering. Um, I'm a pretty glittery person. I have I have more than one pair of glittered shoes. More than one. Wow. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I only have one. Um, <laughs> but that's an, that's an Italian girl for you. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I can't resist a glitter shoe. And we're, and we're not talking about sequins. We're talking about straight <laughs> no, up straight up glitter. glitter. Okay. Straight up glitter. Yeah. Awesome. I have, um, actually, they're both Kate Spade. Well, I have a pair of Kate Spade glitter cads. And then I have a pair of, like, gl- Kate Spade, like, glittery um, high heels. Do they, I actually was just, just wearing at a wedding in Dallas. Do, do they shed glitter? Like they everything a, else they a that's little glittery? Bit do. Yeah. They a little bit do. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So you just leave like a trail. It's like a bread, a, a party 
breadcrumb trail yeah, like of Hansel litter. and Gretel. Yeah. yeah, but like party version, exactly raver version. Yeah. <laughs> they do. The sneakers don't. The sneakers don't barf off glitter as much as the heels do. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so um, so you know, I mean, I just am kind of like I'm in a place in my life where I just accept that you know I love glitter and I'll I'll do what I have to do to keep to clean up after myself. So here are some things you can do about glitter. The first is weird and it's fun and I love it. You can use silly putty or play-doh to pick up glitter. And then, then you, you have, have glitter play-doh. Exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yes. I love it's that. It's so great, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's great for like getting glitter off yourself, off your own person, off of your clothes, off of like tables. It's probably not that realistic if you've got a lot of glitter like on the floor, you will break your back. Don't do that. But for like small little patches um, or for getting it off of yourself or off of your clothes, there you go. And then you'll have glittered silly putty. What could be more fun than that? You can, of course, vacuum. But here's the thing you have got to know about vacuuming up glitter. You must always switch to the hose attachment. You may not use a bristle brush, brush attachment because the glitter is just going to get stuck in the bristles. And then every time you go to use your vacuum, you're going to vacuum your house with glitter. You're going to make the problem worse. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have even thought of that. I know. Well, that's why you have me. That's right. why you have me. Oh, my so God. So think of these things that's for brilliant. you. That's brilliant. So, yeah. So you've got to switch to the hose attachment. You can also use a handheld. So most handhelds are unbristled um, nozzles. So that's, that's fine, too. The other thing you can use are sticky rollers, like lint rollers. Oh, yeah, that makes and sense. And they come in all different sizes, which I mentioned because if you, say, have a whole floor that's covered in glitter, you can get a long-handled, wide-barrel lint sticky roller. No way. And you can basically, like, you can use it like a mop. Where can I get that? You can get it on Amazon. Really? Yeah. I'll send you links. I feel like there's so many uses for something there like that. There's so many uses for something like that. That's like a Swiffer, uh, Swiffer sweeper that works. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, That's exactly. brilliant. Yeah. So um, so there are, there are kind of three things you can do about glitter. Um, you know, I mean, it's... I, I mean, it's, it's a I wouldn't real problem. Set off, like, I wouldn't set off a glitter bomb in your home is, is kind of the thing. Um, but like... Sometimes you don't have a choice. No, yeah, it's true. It's true. Sometimes you get glitter bombed and, you know, you just got to yeah. carry that around with you. That's right. Don't ship your enemies glitter, by the way, you guys. Yeah, it's not nice. Ship them snakes. Like, if you're going to do <laughs> live snakes. This, yeah, this is a fun fact for uh, <laughs> keeping clean at home. Like when... if you're going to be evil, like, go, go all in. Can we can we do a whole episode on uh, how to be evil to your enemies? Yes. In a way you know that I have an enemies mean? list. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, I have an enemies list. And actually, it's been fascinating in the past, like... Four, six months. So, like, my my power, I don't use my, you know I'm a witch, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I, you know, I don't use my powers for um, for evil or anything. But I do have an enemies list that I keep. Not to, like, do anything to I was going to say, is remember. it like an Arya Stark, like, people I'm going to? No, no. It's just, yeah. it's just, like, just keep in mind, I, have, yeah. I have categories of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It makes me feel better. But in the past four, six months, like, yes, I'm, like. Not great shit has happened to a lot of people on my enemies list. It's been crazy. I've been having a really powerful year. That's great. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. I'm it's proud been, of you. It's, thank you. Yeah. That's I'm, really cool. I'm actually pretty proud of you. And then no too. hexes involved. You've just no, kind of just, they're no, on no. the list. They're just on the list. Yeah. It's That's just great. like, yeah. Um, Good for you. Good. Yeah. Good. It's, bad for them. It's, yeah. It has been bad for them, actually. Fuck <laughs> those bad. guys. Um, why, why did I get talking about that? You said something and I was going to. I don't know. Mm, I can't remember. Oh, how, how did, how did you evil. You want you wanted to do an episode about 
Oh, yeah. It would be really fun to do a, a whole episode on how to torture your enemies uh, in clean and fun ways. Oh, I you, like you, that. You were talking about sending oh, snakes as opposed that. to glitter bombs. So let's we, do we that. might as well do like a... like. How let's f- do that for April Fool's. Yeah. Uh, that That's sounds a great. fun April Fool's I actually, episode, uh, actually. Yeah. I, I filled a... A friend actually got me once. A friend of me filled up my car with uh, uh, rice. Oh. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Yeah. So brutal. We, we could even do how to like clean up after someone has... Yeah. Tortured Let's you for being evil. Let's do that for um for April Fool's. April That's Fools. perfect. I'm there. That's a perfect thing. That'll be really funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll like cry with laughter. Um, you know I'm thinking about getting a snake for myself for Christmas. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get myself a snake. A little just a little guy. Little girl, actually, not it's going to be a female snake because I have enough male snakes in my life. <laughs> I don't need I don't need <laughs> another one. I don't need one living in my home. Um uh. but yeah, just uh, I think a little garter snake. Um so any if any of you guys listening out there have pet snakes and you have any tips for me, uh, I'm I'm listening. I'm doing all my research now. Um, only reason I'm not getting her, I'd like to get her in October because it's the spookiest month, but I'm going to LA for a week in November and I feel like that's like, I feel like snakes can just like... They can, but I don't want her to get stressed if I'm gone like so soon into our relationship. I feel like we should yeah. have like some quality time together so she feels like she really like is safe and secure in her new home. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm going to wait. And I also, it's a good Christmas gift, right? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I yeah, you could, you could send it to your enemies or <laughs> then, then to someone, the people that you love. If someone really pisses me off, I'll, I'll <laughs> You're going on a mission. Get in the box. I'll the owl, ship her <laughs> off. Um, I'm naming her after the Oracle at Delphi. Um, just to, just. The since, Oracle had a name or, since, or was it the yeah, Oracle? Yeah, Pythia. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, which is related to Python, which is related, etymologically uh, uh, related to the word python because there's a snake there's a snake connection with the oracle of delphi i'm learning so much today i know just to just to keep it totally weird here <laughs> on this <laughs> happy on this halloween community. everybody yeah exactly um so actually this is a good time for james and i to take a quick break and we will be right back with more about your costume party messes this is ask a clean person the podcast Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care, and I'm joined by my friend James Dow. We've been talking about party messes and Greek mythology, apparently, among other things. <laughs> um, so, you guys, we have a doozy of a question. Um, it's a, it's not even a question as as much as it's an epic t- to go back to our greek mythology it's an epic tale it's like uh it's like a homerian it's, it's the odyssey yeah it is yeah. the odyssey right. um so i'm gonna have james read this um and i deliberately picked it because it it fits with our theme of party messes and costumes and burning man and all that kind of stuff but also because as you guys know i love halloween more than i love any other day of the whole wide of the whole year 
Um, and I'm next week's episode, episode 93 is going to be a straight Halloween episode. Jaya Saxena is coming back. We're going to get all witchy and do all that stuff. But I was like so excited about Halloween this year that I was like, I kind of want to do two episodes. So we're starting early. Um, and actually I'll mention that my life hacker, um, my ask a clean person for parents column that runs on offspring, which is life hackers parenting vertical. I'm also doing a two for for Halloween. So this week's column was about um, all kinds of candy messes, sticky candy messes. And then next week I'll do like kids costume, um, basically like the PG version of what you and I are going to do today. And when you guys hear this question, you'll understand why I said the PG version. No, I can't okay. Wait. So James, you are going to take the listeners on a journey with Tess, who sends in this really, really epic story that ends with a question. I... <laughs> Oh my god, this is long. It's really long. I I did trim it to like. This isn't the full thing. No, I trimmed it, but but it was so good. I wanted to leave most of it in. <sighs> okay, here we go. You can do it. Yeah, we got this. All right, dear Julie. This February, I was visiting NYC and wanted to go to a Valentine's theme fetish party. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're already in it. Wow, we are already in it. Wow, we. <laughs> We are starting strong on this one. How do I already know based simply on the length and the first sentence that this is going to be the most overshare question? It's, no, it's not. Actually, All right. no. All right. Let's find out. Uh, I used to live on the East Coast and, have, and had seen pictures of this particular producer's parties. She usually does glamorous, highly costumed balls. It's called Dance of the Vice or, or Dances of Vice, by the way, in case anyone's looking for a... Yeah. Uh, dances of Vice. Dances of Vice, if... Sounds fascinating, actually. I mean, I, I think I know that person, but uh, you probably do. I, I think I went yeah. to Burning Man with. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I love costumes, and I always, always dreamt of going. Unfortunately, since this event was a fetish night, I didn't really have any appropriate clothing. No leather or latex for me. I'm allergic to latex and too broke for either. Fortunately, I have a background in costuming, and I have an obsession for collecting vintage lingerie. So I knew this wouldn't be a hard task. See, I knew this was going to be an overshare. <laughs> We're already there. Uh, all right. I was pondering the intersection of creepy, cute, and sexy and remembered an Oliver Sacks story called Cupid's Disease. In the story, an elderly woman who suddenly started feeling really frisky uh, upon talking to Oliver Sacks realized she had a latent case of syphilis. <laughs> From when she worked in a brothel 70 years prior, which she called Cupid's Disease. That's a good name for syphilis, by the way. That's a good name for any That's STD. That's a good name for, yeah, it really is. That's Let's remember I, that. I'm Let's going with that, that from now on. <laughs> uh, this sort of stuck in the back of my head, like syphilis would. <laughs> and then my mind went to rashes. And then I found this vintage Valentine's card and my idea was locked in. I decided to make my date and I heart-shaped rash costumes. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. Let's just have a round of applause for a heart-shaped rash costume. That's, uh, I mean, that's that's creative. creative. And I love that she explained the journey of how she got there. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like, I kind of want to read this story now, too. We should have story time. That's great. It'll be uh, part of the Patreon. Yeah. 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 When we go out for drinks, we'll we'll read each other's stories. (laughs) Okay. So since I was traveling, I didn't have all of my makeup, and I never had time to do a test. So I decided to use long wear lipstick from ColourPop. We put hearts all over our faces, necks, upper back, 
decolletage. Is that how you say that? <laughs> yes, that's really good. Oh, thank you. Arms and back of hands. I personally have a theory that I that one slip is lingerie, but two slips is a dress. Using this logic, wearing 20 see-through things makes one outfit appropriate enough for a fetish party. I, I agree with that I logic. I totally agree with that. I think this is great. This is accurate. I love Tess. It was a lovely, lovely evening. We went to two parties. We were a total hit. Oh, so now there are two parties. Yeah, I know. I was like, what was the second party? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're missing something here. <laughs> we told people we had cooties. We gave them cooties. Ooh, all right. That lipstick is ruined forever because it touched at least 30 other people, which is totally gross. Good thing it's cheap. <laughs> the next morning, I look at all the damage. Not only was I still covered in hearts on my arms, this took five days to resolve. Several pieces of sentimental clothing were covered in lipstick smears. This includes, and this is a list, yep. dusty rose-colored Betsy Johnson silk waist cincher with a metal boning. What is a metal boning? Boning is the stuff in um in corsets that, that oh, holds it's the... like the 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 skeleton or whatever. Yeah, it's the, the boning. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Literally boning. Yeah, uh, it's like the right. bones of the corset. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Fashion uh, term. Okay, got it. Boning. Uh, light pink nylon mesh dress with silver beadwork. Light pink silk or cashmere cardigan uh, with sequins and rhinestone buttons. Mm-hmm. A 1960s cropped bead, uh, bed jacket with ruffles. Pink stockings. Pastel mint garter belt. And finally, a Jill Stewart blazer made of silk satin polyester lace inserts with a ruffly collar and cuffs. It's a great costume. I can picture it, too. I can picture what she looked like. I don't know what half of those things are, but I, I, it sounds pretty sexy. Yeah. Just, just the names alone sound sexy. Yeah. Uh, the great news is that I got all of these things at a thrift store, so my total cost is maybe $25. I was just about to throw them all into a big basin of OxyClean and ignore her for a few days. Then it occurred to me that it might not work and may dye everything pink. I also realized that the metal boning, beads, and rhinestones may not take too well to being soaked. I have a feeling each piece is going to need its own special process. Yep. That, that's, this, yep. Is, this is advanced Yeah, thinking. oh, this is advanced fabric care, absolutely. Yeah, all right. This is not her first costume party. No, definitely not. Uh, or either that or she's been listening to Ask a Clean Person for a long time or reading my columns and the, the, was like, whoa, whoa, hold up, <laughs> hold up. I've got specialty materials here. I've got a combination stain. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, now is a good time to mention that I'm mostly a clean person. Fair. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want really anyone to be fully a clean person because... Then you they, have no job. No, thank you. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I say it. this like every week. <laughs> uh, I love to clean. I actually work part-time as a housekeeper and the common areas of my home are sparkling. But when it comes to abusing my clothing, I'm just wretched. Wretched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a major girly girl and wear dresses and pastels every day. But I consider all my clothing to be clothing for painting, dyeing, and climbing trees. I do the first two more frequently since there are mostly palm trees in San Francisco. I bet I do know this person. I feel like, I feel like you must. San Francisco? I, this this gonna, is a burner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forward you her email and be like, do you know this person? Yeah, we camp yeah. together. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind if my clothing has stains from colorful fun things that show that I live an extremely glamorous and colorful life. I hate stains that are gross. And since I buy a lot of vintage, I'm really good at getting most gross stuff out. These stains, unfortunately, look gross even though they are made of glamorous stuff like lipstick. So in a perfect world, I would like to get these stains out and return my clothing to its original state 
but I won't be super upset if that doesn't happen. I can over-dye them or paint them. I should mention that the reason I'm dealing with this now is because I've been traveling. I just got back from Costa Rica last night. I had a coconut oil spill and already used one of your tips to remove it from the very expensive backpack that I borrowed from a friend. Yay! It's amazing. Saving backpacks and friendships. So this is a super fan. <laughs> this is great. I'm now hand-washing both my bag and my husband's while doing the rest of our laundry like a proper, mostly clean person. <laughs> Thank you for any advice. I've been reading your writing for years and years. I frequently go back and reread and always search through your archives for advice. Aww. Oh, that's really sweet. And that, that, that was like, actually a great story. I know. It was a great story. And you know what I have to say? Like, the... Um, the questions i get the way that the, the listeners and, the, and my readers send me questions is just like it's so touching to me because they really they tell me the stories behind their lives like it's well, like messes are not exciting if, if it's just like i got some shit on my shit exactly and people i think really understand that the the thing that makes the columns so interesting and makes the show so interesting is really more i think i was actually just talking about this last week too that like it's really more the questions than it is the answers like yeah. Um, sure. Actually, yeah, I was talking about it with Maddie Davies last week because I was like, I was like, people aren't listening to this to hear me talk about saddle soap. They're, you know, they're you know, listening to it because they want to hear the gruesome stories about like dropping bacon, the fetish on, party, but dropping bacon on your boots or going to the fetish party dressed like syphilis. Like, yeah, you know. oh, Cupid's disease. Uh, yeah, Cupid's disease. So anyway, all right. So listen, I've got a whole bunch of information I'm going to share. Um, as I said, I kind of am packaging this up as like pre-Halloween some things for you guys to think about when it comes to um, costumes or items that you're using for costumes because a lot of times people do wear like nice stuff that they own in costume settings and then I mean Halloween is a mess like things crazy things happen on Halloween and you should make them I love Halloween I love dressing up I love making a mess like I love waking up with some stranger's chain chain link armor at the foot of my bed you know what i mean like i'm all i'm all in Embrace on it the mess. yeah i mean i really i'm all in on it um so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go through basically the items that tess had and talk about the different needs they each have um and i think that that will be broadly applicable to a lot of other costume um and costume items that you guys might be using for Halloween. Before I get into it, let me talk specifically about lipstick because that's really the crux of the issue here. Long, long, was, long lasting, long lasting, which I didn't even know was a thing. That, yeah. that's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. But five days. Um, yeah. Um, so rubbing alcohol is really the thing for lipstick, um, and actually that kind of comes to me from a, a reader, an old hairpin reader, who emailed me about using rubbing alcohol to get. Um, red lipstick out of a white blazer um that she spent way way she said she was like i i spent a thousand dollars on a white blazer i know it was crazy she was like that's a, damn like for a white blazer especially that's yeah, crazy but she was for... like but i love it and she got red lipstick on it she used successfully used rubbing alcohol to get it out and that story is actually in my book um and that's how i know that the the rubbing alcohol is really the thing um the other thing you can try is makeup remover just regular old makeup remover um, there are also specialty products that are designed for removing lipstick. I'm going to mention one of them. Um, it's, uh, the Carbona Stain Devils. You want formula number six, which is for grass, dirt, and makeup. Uh, that would probably be a good thing for you to remember post-Burning Man. Grass, dirt, and makeup. Yeah. I would have never put those three things in a category together. Right. 
Um, I think what it is um, is something about the pigment. Oh, interesting. Um, but I can ask the Carbona people because I've, I've asked them for clarity on like another formula before. And they How many formulas do they have? They have well, nine. They have nine. They're nine stain devils. Damn. Yeah. Um, so you can try that. Now, one, I got to give you this caveat about the stain devils. You have got to try. I'm clapping. I'm clapping excitedly. She's, uh, she's, she's I'm, bouncing out of her chair right now. <laughs> I'm like my own emoji right now. <laughs> um, you you have got to check that it's safe to use on the material in question. So Tess was really good about listing out the fabric content of all the items she had. You guys, you you do not need to memorize those inscrutable runes on clothing tags. But what you do need to do is you need to look at the clothing tag. There will be a listing of the fabric content. And you want to look and see what it's made of, if it's you know polyester, cotton, whatever it is. Um, and then just check on the manufacturer instructions that the stain devils are safe to use on that fabric type. So that is my that's my general spiel. Oh, one more thing to say about the um, the rubbing alcohol. You can buy rubbing alcohol in a spray bottle. I earlier this year I ran out of rubbing alcohol and I had to go replace it at the Dwayne Reed and I saw the spray bottle and I literally like gasped in the aisles of the Dwayne Reed. I was so like blown away and excited about this. That's such a brilliant product. It has been, a, I'm not even kidding you, a game changer. Game changer for me. So James, I think you probably saw this on Instagram, but I don't think you saw it. I know you didn't see it IRL because I haven't seen you since you've been back. Yep. I colored my hair pink this summer. Oh, I did see that on and, Instagram. It yeah. Great. And so the dye would would run off onto my pillowcases when I was sleeping. Sure. And I would just use the spray bottle. I would spray the um, the dye stains and then hold the pillowcase under cold running water and like rub it against its, the fabric against itself and the dye would just come right out. That's amazing. Yeah. So, to- I mean, for stain removal, the the spray bottle. And, of course, you can buy a spray bottle and, and rub alcohol, alcohol and yeah. decant it. But, like, why not? It's, <laughs> n- it's not more expensive to buy the spray bottle at the Dwayne Reed. So just go ahead and do that. Okay. So there you go. Game, game changer. All right. Let's get into each individual item yeah. that Tess has and talk about the special care needs it has. Now, we're going to remember that we're basically going to use rubbing alcohol for everything for the lipstick stains. So what I'm really going to talk about much more are the specialty needs of these kind of unusual items. Cool. Okay, so let's start with the corset, the Betsy Johnson corset. That is a combination of silk and of metal. And so absolutely, Tess is right that that should not be soaked in water for a long time for two reasons. The silk should, even though you can wash silk in water, you know, it has a reputation for being water averse, but actually it's not. You can hand wash silk in cool water. The deal is with silk, however, if you're going to do that, you want to use one cool water and keep it a consistent temperature. You do not want temperature changes. You also want it to be a very short exposure to water situation. So like literally no more than five minutes, not even really even that. Wow. Um, so very limited exposure. It should be a very quick wash and then out. With the metal, the same kind of thing. You just don't want it sitting in there soaking. It can be in there for a little bit. But actually, because of this particular combination of silk and metal, I would say the best thing to do would be to take um, an old washcloth. So we were talking about the washcloth as like the wall washing. Um, I really like a a washcloth for cleaning purposes. I just find it's the right size. It's the right thickness. Like it's easy to I mean, the name implies. Yeah. Um, So what I would do in this this situation is I would um, 
pour some rubbing alcohol onto a washcloth and I would dab at the lipstick stains and just kind of dab, dab, dab. Like this would be a good thing to do when you're sitting in front of the TV, just like kind of mindlessly like dabbing away because it's going to take some patience, but it will come out. Um, but I also wanted to give you guys the sort of like general silk washing instructions because if you have, um, you know, like a silk shirt or a silk dress or a, a tie or something that you're using for a Halloween costume and it gets something on it, I want you to know that you can hand wash it. You just want to use, you know, the cool water, short exposure. Um, a delicates detergent also is a good idea. Can I, can I ask like a stupid guy question for yeah, a second? Yeah, of course you can. Um, whenever I get... It's never stupid, uh, by the fair. way. All right, fair. Let me ask a uh, someone who should know better question. Okay. <laughs> whenever I get anything silk or a- any of these kinds of like special care garments dirty, my immediate move is to send it to dry cleaning. Right. And I have friends who swear that all that happens at the dry cleaner is they throw your clothes on the ground and laugh at it and then put it in a plastic bag. <laughs> well, that's not quite true. Uh, but I, it, I, is that good? Or Some people say it ruins your stuff. Like- so I wrote actually, um, and I'll, I'll link to it in the Deadspin write-up that I do, and obviously I'll email it to you. I actually wrote um, a whole thing about what goes on at the dry cleaner for Racked. Um, so they don't throw it in a pile on the floor and laugh at it. They it does go it does go through a machine. Okay. Um, it goes through a machine that actually looks basically just like a standard washing machine, but instead of using water and detergent, they use solvents. Oh. Um, and that's what happens in dry cleaning. So the thing is about dry cleaning is that one, yes, your friends are right that it the chemicals that are used in the solvents can strip away like from silk, it can strip away luster. From from wools, you know, cashmere's, merinos, any any kind of wools, um, it will it will sap it of its natural oils and make it less soft and less uh, vibrant. Um, it also is not very good on odors. Oh, interesting. But, but it is very good on stains. Um, so it's not wrong for you to immediately send things out to the dry to the dry cleaner, but it's also not always the best practice, and it's actually also not always necessary in a way that we've kind of been conditioned to think that it is so that's actually a really really we know what why don't you come back and we'll do a whole episode about dry cleaning i I would love that okay we'll do that yeah Um, that's the only way i know how to clean something that i can't put in the wash right and there are there are other ways which is part of what we're basically going through today yeah yeah. it's like well if you can't put in the wash and you don't can't send to the dry cleaner then what well like Here's here's the list here's what which actually brings us perfectly into the beaded items so Tess had a few beaded items, including sequins. This is this is all true. Um, beaded and sequin items should not be machine washed. It's too much agitation for them, and the, and it's a metal drum, and the beads are going to break, and the sequins are going to crack, or they're going to get dull. Um, I did get. Uh, I tried to wash something, a, a Burning Man costume with sequins, and it, they sent it back. They were like, "We we can't do we this. We can't right. do this." And I was like, "It was the first time." A dry cleaner couldn't clean something. Right. And the issue is with the dry cleaner is that, um, again, it's a machine like the like a washing machine with a metal drum. Now, if you send it to a specialty dry cleaner, they will basically do what I'm about to describe to you, which is basically like a hand and gentle washing. Um, now, there are ways that you can wash beaded and sequin and embellish items. I'm just not going to tell you about them. not because i'm mean but because the risk of damage really is so great that i just i don't even want to tell you because then like you're you might do it it. and i don't want you to ruin your beautiful sequin i just told you i'm italian and indian don't ruin your beaded (laughs) sequin things i shiny objects you know um 
uh, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're basically going to wipe the thing clean. So you're not going to put it in the machine. You're not going to put it in the sink and do a standard hand washing. You're going to do something different, which is not a technique I generally have to recommend. Um, but with these items, this is exactly what you do. You basically take, again, back to my washcloth. You're going to oh use God. a washcloth for this. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna clean the garment the same way you clean yourself, right? So just like... Just the armpits and ba- the Yes, groin? basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. So what you'll do is get, um, get like a, a smallish bowl... And fill it only halfway up with um, lukewarm water and a tiny, tiny bit of mild detergent. Liquid laundry detergent is fine. Something like Dr. Bronner's would be great. If the item is particularly smelly, use the Dr. Bronner's because the Dr. Bronner's is really great on eliminating odors. Um, and yeah, you're basically gonna you're basically gonna give your sequin items like a horse bath. You're gonna, <laughs> you're or, gonna or a Burning Man bath. Yeah, or a Burning Man bath. Like you're gonna you're gonna wash its pits. You're going to wash, you know, any stained items, you you know, that's basically what you're going to do. And then you're going to, you're going to rinse out your cloth and you're going to go over it with um, clean water to remove all the detergent. And that's, that's basically how you're going to clean it. That's, that's, yeah. that actually sounds way simpler. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. And again, you know, you can use your rubbing alcohol for stains like lipstick, um, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's, that's basically what you're going to do. All right. Let's talk about that silk and cashmere cardigan. Yeah. Um. So you're going to essentially, I think I kind of already gave these because I was talking about wools earlier, but um, you're basically going to follow a very similar procedure to the cleaning of the silk, um, which is that you're going to do a hand wash, cool water, uh, use a, a my, you know, silk or wool specialty detergent. It's going to be a short wash because just like silk, your woolens don't love overly long exposure to water. So Get it in there, agitate it with your hands, maybe let it soak for a minute or two, agitate it again, drain, rinse, 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 and then um, get a, a fairly, if it's, well, it's a sweater, you're going to need a, like a bath towel, a clean, dry bath towel, lay it out, lay the sweater flat on that, and then roll it up like a like a jelly roll. Nice. Um, or like a bouche de Noël. Uh, (laughs) um and that's going to extrude a lot of the water what you don't want to do is you don't want to wring the sweater out that will stress the fibers um so oh sorry i generally tell people once you're done rinsing when it's still in the sink press down on it to extrude water but don't wring then then put it on the towel and roll it up and then just lay it flat to dry you don't want to hang dry wet woolens of any sort because they get very heavy when they're wet and if they're hung dry the item will get misshapen because it will stretch out because of the weight of the wet wool so Uh, lay flat to dry that this explains why every sweater i've ever owned has never worked out for me yeah and then you also get those like those shrugging shoulders yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. no yeah i look i look like a a teenage girl in 1980 (laughs) with my sweaters so yeah just lay flat either on a drying rack or just you know on a towel um that's fine now the bed jacket good news with the bed jacket and the garter actually those can be machine washed hey those are easy those are a-okay because the the bed jacket she said was just poly right she said it was polyester totally machine washable cold water regular detergent nothing fancy the garter however put that into one of those mesh washing bags so that it doesn't get tangled around something else and stretched out. Got it. So that'll be a okay. And the garter, you can air dry. The bed jacket, you can machine dry. 
polyester. You can do anything to polyester. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Um, all right. The last one is that blazer. Right. Now. Dry clean. This, that's actually, you, you got it exactly. Is it really? Is it? That's the one I'm going to suggest sending out to the dry cleaner. Um, for, for a couple of, re- now you, you can, you can do it on your own, but, but jackets, blazers are actually really good things to send out to the dry cleaner because they're very large structured garments. When you get into hand washing them, you're just talking about a really sloggy, drippy, super long to dry process. Yeah. Um, and frankly, it's just better. So I would send that one out to, um, to the dry cleaner. Now I do want to say based on the fabric content information that Tess provided, I actually do think that you could machine wash that blazer using the gentle cycle and then air dry it. But it sounds like it was a pretty good item. You didn't spend a lot of money on it, but it's a, it was a good, nice. yeah. Yeah. So I think you should go ahead and send that one out to uh to the dry cleaner um okay so you guys i hope that that was helpful for you as you start thinking about fabric care um leading into you know not only halloween but into the holidays when we're when we're you know wearing silks and velvets and stuff like that more there's a lot of stuff that i've done on how to handle fab different kinds of fabrics how they behave um i actually have a big piece right now that's in editing stages that really goes through all of this. I can't tell you where it is just in case it like gets, spi- I don't think it's going to get spiked. Like, just in case. <laughs> um, but be on the lookout for that in a couple of weeks. If it's, I don't think it's going to be out before the dead, the companion post on Deadspin for this episode goes up, but I'll link to an older piece about that. So you can see kind of like the cheat sheet of how different fabrics operate in the face of water and detergent and dry cleaning and all that kind of stuff. So, not afraid to be servicey after all these years. That's, I'm, not, I'm definitely not afraid to be servicey. Now, you guys, we're we're running a little late, but I do. I want to give this update um, for for James about something that we talked about when he was first here back in episode eight. I can't believe it was so long ago. Yeah. This is episode ninety two. I, I I feel the years. <laughs> a year in Vegas feels like a lifetime. I so. bet it does. I bet it does. Okay, so the first time that James joined me. One of the questions that we took on was about a Jello shot that had, I think it was a green one. I think it was the St. Patrick's Day thing. Um, someone, the the person who asked the question, had had a party. They had made green Jello shots, and one of her guests had abandoned a Jello shot on a windowsill, and she didn't know about it until like many weeks later, and it hardened and like, like fermented, um, and she didn't know what to do to get it off, and so. I had ideas, but actually James totally surprised me and showed up to this episode recording and he had done research yeah, and he had I discovered, do you want to tell them what you discovered? No, because I, I don't remember. You don't remember I what it was. I Googled it oh, okay. like 20 yeah. minutes before oh, okay. I showed up and I, I feel like it was some kind of, uh, well, I'll tell them what it, it was. It was like pineapple or it something. Was pineapple. Was it, pineapple? it was pineapple. It was that pineapple, um, doesn't play nicely with gelatin and it dissolves gelatin and right. that's the reason why you can't use pineapple juice or chunks of pineapple in things like Jello salad. Right. Um, and you can't make pineapple like Jello shots because you can't use pineapple juice and it. it just won't set. Um, so anyway, so we we like discovered that and that that would be one of the ways to to just basically dissolve this old um, this old Jello shot. So fast forward, low these many years. 
Um, a couple of weeks ago, someone on Twitter asked me about removing the stains that are left behind from those sticky hand toys. You know those toys oh, that yeah. you throw against the yep. wall and they kind of crawl out? Uh, my entire bedroom was littered with those stains. Yeah. They're awful. Yeah. And the thing is that the internet does not have that many answers about what to do about them. And the answers that they do have don't work because this woman tried them all. Oh, so I'm going back and forth. I, this went on for weeks. I went on back and forth with her on Twitter for literal weeks trying to stop, trying to solve this problem for her. It finally got to the point where I was like, all right, none of my usual, like the magic eraser didn't work. Simple green didn't work. Using cornstarch paste didn't work. Like uh, nothing was working. And I was like, all right, I now this is the time where I have to do a deep dive. Like I had to finally do for work with the magic erasers. Like I had to find out what was in it. Yeah. So I Google, and I mean, it took me a long time to even find the information. I Googled what the sticky hand toys were made of. And lo and behold, one of the active ingredients was gelatin. gelatin. Yeah. Get out. And I was like, listen, I know this is going to sound fucking crazy, man. <laughs> This is a Hail Mary over like, here, but uh, like, you but got to do pineapples. I'm like, but you've tried everything, and pineapple is cheap. So, like... Give it I, a go. I don't know. Give it a go. James, it worked. No way. It worked. It worked. Get it, out. It totally worked. Now I feel like I deserve a plaque. I yeah, feel like... I'm, I'm going to pi- get you a pineapple-shaped plaque. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Oh, my God. No, better yet, I'll take you out for pina coladas. That sounds perfect. That's better, right? Yeah, it's better totally. than a plaque. Yeah, let's get some jello um, shots so of anyway, pina coladas. So I wrote, um, I wrote uh, one of my, my life hacker parenting vertical offspring columns about solving this mystery, and I talked about the origin of how I knew this thing and like (laughs) how I cracked this mystery. But that's the great thing about this job is that things that, you know, you, you wouldn't ever think jello shots and sticky hands would be related. And And like, and then I have this weird kind of steel trap mind that like (laughs) I, you know, seeing an ingredient in something just like, Ping! I oh, was like, wait, like, yeah, it was like a light bulb like just went off. I was like, wait a minute, episode eight. Like, oh my um, god! Wow, that's so yeah. great. So anyway, so thank you again yeah, for no, sharing that like amazing yeah um, knowledge with me, and that it's turned into this other thing. And like, yeah, you guys, if you ever have anything that contains gelatin that's made of stain, pineapple, pineapple every pineapple, time. Pineapple, yeah. Um, all right, so listen, we've gone a little long. We got to go record a bonus episode, you guys. James is going to tell the story about the. Uh, human who landed on his balcony in Vegas. Uh, Maddie Davies actually last week specifically suggested that I have you tell that story. So I'm going to have you tell that story. Happy to. It's going to be a real doozy. So if you guys haven't already um, signed up for Patreon and you've been thinking to, please do so. Um, As I said at the top of the episode, this yesterday marks a year um, of producing this show in concert with ACAST. I wanted to say an extra big thank you to the team at ACAST and to all of you listening um, it's been a really wild year. The show is like, it's, it's a great joy for me. And it also, um, is, is so hard in a way that I have a hard time even articulating and wrapping my brain around why it's so challenging for me, but I love it and I'm so committed. So I just like, I'm not, I'm going to cry again. She's you guys. I cry, I cry, I, I cry on the show all the time. They're yeah. so used to it. I cry on the show all the goddamn time. I'm just a wreck. I just been a wreck. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. This, this summer has just been really, really stressful for me. And I just like, let keep, it out. Keep coming unglued. Yeah, and I, and a, and a really, and a really, really dear friend of mine just passed away. And I'm really like, well, I'm totally. Unta- thank you. I'm that like sucks. really untethered about that. Um, so, um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for just, 
being the greatest, really. You guys, just like every time I'm about to be like, nope, I can't do it anymore. I get an email from someone just was saying the nicest things to me, and I appreciate it so much. So on that note, if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on ACAST, support the network that makes my show, or on iTunes. In iTunes, I really, really, really cannot overemphasize how important iTunes ratings are to the success of podcasts. If you haven't already, please, 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 please leave me a rating. Uh, you don't even need to write a review. Just to, just hit those star buttons. Um, and also, please tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thank you to you, my listeners, for a great year of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. And here's to another great year. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 